Welcome to the Lords of Loud. We're four music fans from Australia who've turned our old email debates into this podcast. I'm Lord Ben, and if we were the Beatles, I'd obviously be the smart one, but modest too. With me as always is Lord Brett, the funny one, only because we've seen him dance, Lord Kev, the quiet one, because he can't clip on a mic, and Lord Al, the cute one, with the perfect face for any podcast. Welcome back to the Lords of Loud. Thank you very much for joining us again for another exciting episode. And we've got some really, really good things for you tonight. Cracking, We're going to solve the whole problem of you know AI-generated music. Is it good? Is it okay? Should we not even listen to it? Should we ever accept it? Should we ever pay for it? It's against God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are, we, are we stuck in the Matrix? That's right. <laughs> and we're also going to have a look at uh, some more hidden gems. Yes, uh, of some oh. of our some of our favourite artists. So we're going to unhaid them. That's right. Yeah, but before Jake we, we've got some Tiffany cufflinks, <laughs> freshly produced. <laughs> we've got some Tiffany albums. Nice. But before we do that, of course, we've got to do our segment album of the week. And Brett, I believe you've got an album of the week. This week. Let me take you back to two thousand and six. Australian artist Augie March, oh. "Moo You Bloody Choir." Yes, uh, very nice album. Uh, Love this album. Uh, of course, uh, uh, one crowded hour was the hit through. Sorry, the, the, you know the cut through song uh, that hit the charts. Uh, but for me, there's a couple of standout um, uh, tracks on there. Uh, it's just a beautiful piece, and they're known for the poetry. Uh, I just like the the clean sound of it all, uh, and yeah, just and one of, again one of those albums that I would have bought on CD, and and uh, would have listened to. In completion, might have hit skip, you know, where you played things out of order, uh, but it would have been an end-to-end album that you would listen to. So, was that a double yeah. album? No, pretty long. I mean, they do it's a long, long songs, long. but you know, mm. yeah. No, I mean, I remember don't. it. Yeah. Well, it draws complete blank from me. So. <laughs> really? Yeah. Two thousand six. You were five. Uh, no. Well, two thousand and six. Uh, let's say my uh, my oldest was uh, one. So. Everything right. was a Everything blank. Draw blank. Everything yeah. was a blank. Everything was the wiggles. <laughs> that would have been good. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Brett, for that one. Uh, and moving on to our sponsor album, and this is a special one this week. We've got uh, the album called Music for Expectant Mothers. Yes, of course. Oh. Of course. Um, this is a selected W&G release. What am I seeing on the cover there, mate? Yeah, um, so on the cover we've got... Uh, sinister. We've got, a, I imagine, an expecting mother. Uh. Looks like she's just knitting a couple of booties. Okay. Soon to arrive, Bundle of Joy. Yeah, it looks like a horror movie, just for those. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, so red, this red these sticks. <laughs> so you'll be happy to know that all the music on this is played by Sid Feller and his orchestra. Cool. Ah. Oh, Sid. He's... Uh, uh, the old fella. One of the great... Uh, Orchestral directors, of course. Oh, and can't go past um, them. side one, you've got things like Try a Little Tenderness, My Shining Hour, um, For You, Exactly Like You, Soon. So that's obviously as we're mm. building towards the uh, the the uh, the time when this thing's arriving. Um, Surely not. And we go straight into the blue room and then my baby's coming home. So, oh, wow. <laughs> um, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm picture, trying to yeah. picture, you know, a mother going... Oof. Yeah, I'm an expectant mother. I might pick this album up. Yeah. Or well, is this more of a, this might have been a, a baby shower gift that someone would have. Oh, of course. It's yeah, a bit yeah. of a niche, really. So Yeah, you talk about your niches. Yeah. This is right in there, isn't it? And you can only play it for seven months or so, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. 
Very good. All right. So anyway, do yourself a favor. Get out and uh, grab yourself a copy of music for expectant mothers. That's on the WNG uh, label. And yeah, you won't and, be disappointed. And I'm and happy to see that from here it looks like cost you a dollar twenty five. So that looks like a bargain. Yeah, so you can pick one yeah. up for less than a dollar twenty five. You can get one for a dollar. You you're doing well. <laughs> and is it All safe right. to listen to if you're not an expectant mother? <laughs> yeah, no, no, don't, don't. It could don't. make you pregnant. That's so. right. Ooh, okay. Okay. So I raised this topic, and I thought it was it was a very interesting topic to me, which was you know, we with the improvement in AI and these machine learning algorithms that are now, you know, lots of not just um, artists but custom uh, companies who who produce music for various reasons are now using you know, jingles and different you know different things where they have to sort of churn out a lot of sort of music are using AI and machine learning to to generate those things and um, and quite successfully in a lot of ways. And what made me think of this is there's a company in Sydney, um, actually friends friends of of, of ours, who run a company called Uncanny Valley. And those guys uh, are people who produce music for various uh, movie, everything from movies to, to commercials and, and different things. Um, but recently they were they put in an entry. There was a Dutch uh, broadcaster and one of the Dutch radio stations put together essentially a Eurovision-style contest, uh, for but for all AI-generated music. Wow. Um, and and in fact, they had you had to. The idea was you would generate music in that uh, Euro, Eurovision style. So it had to be you know, oh, okay. something that yeah. could have. You know, it wouldn't yeah, be broad appeal. Yeah, if it was to if it was if it was put up on the stage at Eurovision, it wouldn't sound out of place. You know, yeah, so yeah. you know, quite poppy, catchy. Yep. Yeah, you you know the type of Eurovision song that that you hear. Something if you've heard it more than six times, you want to take your head <laughs> off. <laughs> shovel. That's right. So they that fed <laughs> they fed all kinds of uh, sounds and and uh, Eurovision songs and all different things into lyrics and all different things into the into machine learning algorithms and mm. and picked and choosed what you know what they liked and then sort of retrained the the system on that and, and eventually came up with a song that which called um, I think it's called Beautiful the World <laughs> which was generated by the right. was one of the lyrics that was generated yeah, yeah, by yeah. the Eurovision um, <laughs> And I'll play you a little bit now. And they actually won the comp- this competition. Wow! With this, so it was they they entered on behalf of Australia, and this was yeah. they won with this uh, with this song. So I'll just play a bit for you now, and you let me know what you think. Takes a little while to kick in. the wind machine starting up. That's it, yeah. You can almost visualise the, uh, oh, yeah, the outfits. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a lot of silver. <laughs> a lot of big hair. Yep. Whack-a-mole. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, the, this is being generated by a computer. You know, yes, yeah, yeah. If this just appeared on Eurovision, you'd go, "Oh, well, there's yeah. a couple of people have just, you know, they've tried to translate it from, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. whatever Norwegian into English or something. Yeah. There's a couple of words missing over. 
you know, catchy tune. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah instrumentation's quite good. It, it fit right alongside some of the stuff you see there. You know? yeah. So, so this seems more it, sort of ravey and dancey. You know, it's more like a like a, a rave track than, yeah, yeah, than yeah. you would usually hear at Eurovision. Yep. Yeah. I'm just saying. So it must be interesting because because um, here's, here's my my dumbing it down. You feed a whole bunch of stuff into the computer and you say, this stuff good, mm. right? These chord progressions good. Yeah. These synth sounds good. These drum patterns good. The optimal, you know, beats per minute is this. Yep. Um, and then you must have to say, but but don't uh, copy exactly. Because when you say this is a good chord progression mm. and a good melody that goes with it, sure. it's, no, 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 they have to feed it lots and lots and lots and hopefully, yeah, yeah. hoping That's that right. it won't just regurgitate Dancing okay. Queen. We can still do the, you can still <laughs> do the chord progression. Yeah. Because, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Provide the melody is, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Does it get that? to a chorus, that song? Does it get to a repeatable? Because it sounded uh, like yeah, lots yeah, of yeah. parts, well, but it's it just come back in to, and just see if it's. <laughs> see if it's found its way around anywhere yet. No, hang on. Uh, I'll stopped. just play it. Yeah, I'll play it again. Yeah, I just wondered if it, you know, was going to start playing by those rules, you know, pop song rules. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Because as I say, it sounded much oh, more formula. like a... Yeah, first chorus, first chorus, bridge. It is Whack-A-Mole. Yeah, so Whack-A-Mole is the, is the chorus. Yeah. It's Welcome Home. That's Whack-A-Mole. Guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> So if someone put something like that out, like you say, Kev, I mean, you know, it's, mm. it's meant to be more of a Eurovision sounding mm. thing, but if that, you know, if it was a rave head or something like that, would it be fair for someone to pay, oh, have yeah. to pay I've music for that? I've definitely heard that on Eurovision, definitely. Yeah. You know, I don't, <laughs> I, don't I mean, I was joking before since Against God, but I mean, like, I think the, the perception is that it, that it creates something rubbish and, you know, that's what Eurovision is, so well done. <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> But, but, yeah, but, it's, but it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm being sarcastic there. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Because at some point, which is what's a little more scary is to, to is because again, you know, I go, oh yeah, but that's you know, it's it's a uh, it's dance music, and it's you know, dance tra- and you were saying trance electro whatever, you go yeah yeah whatever. But at some point, um, uh, they're going to it's going to be able to do guitar solos. Oh, already, they already can. Yeah, uh, but but. Because the, the question I have I is... I could have pulled a, pulled a million examples that ha- already had yeah, great yeah. rock beat, and I'll show you another one in a minute. But the thing is, like, what happens when, you know, you, your Katy Perry's or your, yeah, your, your latest pop stars of the world just go, well, give me you know, give me five AI songs. And, and yeah, the thing yeah. is, like, there's another company, which is what I'm going to play from. They actually had... Like, so, the, yeah, there's, the, there's your sort of mad, mad scientist-type musicians who are doing it in their own sort of labs, so to speak, and their own environments. And, they're you know, just like electronic artists have for, for you know, for years now, whatever, mm. um, who are tuning things and feeding stuff back mm. into systems and whatever. But there's other companies like this one, uh, Ava, which I'm going to mm. play, who actually sell the software to just, you know, your every, everyday people. And they make it very, very, they have interfaces which make it very, very easy to... Easy. To, to generate this sort of stuff, you go. I want to. You know, I want to score for a, a film that has to be this type of mood, and has yeah, to be that yeah. kind of thing in this key, and that mm. you know, this instrumentation, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, um, you know, at what point does a pop artist go? You know, you know press yeah. a button and spit out five different tunes. They go, oh, I like that one. Sing over yeah, the top yeah. of it. There's a you know, sell a million. Hit, you know, whatever. Like, 
Well, what's what's interesting is I think what you're getting at is it's it's ultimately is the soul and the musicianship and the artistry going out of it in favor of who's got lucky with the right keywords. Yeah, you know, and something mm. pops up that just kind of works really well, and you know, mm. they haven't done anything musical. That's right, and I guess there was that debate. The humans haven't. Yeah, <laughs> when 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 synthesizers, you know, when Moog oh, yeah. first came on board, it's the same debate. And synth and other electronic and later, you know, electronic mm. artists started to use computers to just piece together stuff, and then auto tune, all different things. Like I guess at every stage, there people have gone, oh well, that's not you know, yeah, yeah. What point is it not music and all that kind of stuff. But there was still a creative process there for people. You know, they were yeah, still piecing yeah. together. Is it just me or is twenty twenty the perfect year for music <laughs> to just die? Right. You know what I mean? That's it. The Chevy has gone One to the last levy. Thing, you know, you know yeah, the Chevy, yeah. yeah, exactly. Why not? But, but you're right. Throw that in at the mix because I, I, uh, you know, my reaction to to music occasionally is, uh, you know what? It sometimes it doesn't even matter about the music if you've got a catchy phrase mm. like "I'm sexy and I know it." The rest of the song doesn't matter Mm. because at some point there's a big drop and the guy says, "I'm sexy and I know it." That's right. And who cares what the rest of the song is? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Because I cannot sing the rest of the song. This is literally formulaic. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, so this it's it's beyond formulaic, isn't it? You don't even know the formula. It's algorithmic. You've you've bought the formula. You don't understand it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like uh, Ava, I was reading about it as well, Mm. and it's um, like after you set your parameters, or you can ignore them and just you know go with the presets. You push a button, and at most, it'll take a minute to generate a song, <laughs> and that's everything. That's wow. all the parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. It's not a long process. That's right. It's not a long process. Well, one of the best parts, like out of all the different genres, you could have. You could have rock. You could have cinematic. Mm. Um, all sorts of things. One of the ones was sea shanty. Yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> okay. Nice. So if you're ever looking for a, right. uh, a sea shanty for your next um, sea shanty ocean album. epic, yeah, you know that's. I remember a, a few years ago, um, a friend of mine let me what I think might have been called a sequence of. I don't know what it was called. It was just a box, um, and it did everything that you would possibly want from a dran- dance track. Yeah, um, it's so many presets in there. Yeah, okay, and you could hammer away at it, you know, and yep. just create. Yeah, you know, a, a dance party like a rave tune. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That was a, <laughs> a groove me, box. Virus, oh my god. But I guess the point is there was still fun to be had. You're still enjoying and engaging with making the decisions yourself yeah. as to when you would take something out and put something back in. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, and you were creating. Yeah, yes. with a whole lot of and I guess, stuff. I, I guess yeah. we're still at that stage where yes, yes, you are feeding the right parameters, the right you know, source material into it. Uh, yeah, you're still choosing yeah the style and you know even a chord you know the chord mm. sequence etc. Um, but yeah, at what point does it? Do you just ask it to go off and, and, and write well, me well, an, an album's worth of songs? Yeah, and I want yeah. a couple of slow ballads. I want a yeah. couple of rockers. I want you know, mm. whatever. Well, and that's, a, that's how it looked with Ava. It looked like you yeah. could. You, you didn't have to touch any preset. You could just mash the button that says "Create." Yeah, <laughs> you know, twelve times. <laughs> yeah, and you your, got, you got an your, album. Yeah, you got an album. Yeah, exactly, yeah. No, exactly. Well, speaking of, speaking of Ava, you've got that interesting point of. Yeah. You know, is it just going to be a record company exec sitting there mm. with Taylor Swift going through 500 different options that afternoon mm. yep. and saying, okay, we can do something with this? Well, Tay Tay's not going to sit there for 500. Yeah. Well, no, she's she wouldn't not, have to. She'd have she, someone she writes, saying in, but you know. <laughs> her own stuff, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But let's hear. Well, she doesn't have to anymore. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> let's hear something from Ava because they're, yeah, they're one of the leading um, companies that are doing it for, for sort of the retail slash commercial uh, right. space. See a more cinematic sort of piece, but it does sort of kick up a gear. Yeah. 
drum fills and all kinds mm, of stuff. Yes. That's cool. more Eurovision for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but again, it's like, um, uh, you know, what's the next step? Uh, there's a version of it, uh, and you're the songwriter, and you go, okay, you press the uh, recently divorced button, um, you know. Uh, <laughs> Choose your emotions. Yeah, your best friend overdosed <laughs> on heroin. I need an uh, album, um, you know. Sorry. I hate my dad. <laughs> press that one. Um, and, you know, uh, and... Let's, you've, let's you've really got a dark album inside of you. Just, press, you? The, just press the dog, <laughs> my dog died button. Yeah. <laughs> that's right, country. A little, little bit of my dog died. But again, that, that's the thing. And, and it, it feels like, because, um, uh, you know, when I think about uh, the music, some of the music that I like, which is, which you can tell the soul of someone, uh, you know, is actually in that song. Um, I think, yeah, at some point, well, then we'll just emulate it. Yeah, you know, so you buy your you buy your your Taylor Swift patch, you plug it in, and you get that angst-ridden girl, you know, sort of song. Yeah, well, that's it. What is it? Well, what happens when they start making up artists wholly? Yeah. wholly? So you you go buy an album yeah. or you listen, and it's that person doesn't actually even exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're you already could, doing that argue, with modeling argue shots. That yeah, they're creating yeah. people who in for modeling shots who. Literally don't exist. They're just I think there's AI G-pop, generated. There's J-pop stars that, yeah, or is it yeah, K-pop? Yeah. Or, that that yep. are, are just, um, you know, uh, avatars. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. Um, they don't really want to have a real person, so da da da. And all I was thinking about as well is like, um, even though it sounds artificial, the worst thing it can do is be awful, right? Um, if folk like it, like you said before, uh, it could create some another tool. You know, it does. It goes up against everything else that people have yeah. to use. You know, yeah. um, the vocoder idea, that sort of yes. auto-tune, yeah, yeah, which, yeah. Um, of course, uh, started off as, you know, the sneaky way to get everything right, and then became, let's make it really sound awful, and then yeah. that was completely accepted for a while. It became yeah, an actual yeah. instrument then. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You yeah, know, like, it's like uh, the artificiality of it becomes something. David, no, what's his, that's it. Derulo? What's that? Guetta? David Guetta? Oh, Guetta as well, but yeah. what? Is it David Derulo? Or whatever I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, that, 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 I guess that's my point, is that it ultimately it could be accepted and used. It still has to compete against, you know, whatever. I mm, think yeah. the, the, the corporations will look at it and think, this is great, we don't have to hire musicians, right? Yeah. They will. But yeah, people, absolutely. I think, will always want to listen to music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but and create it. Yeah, I, I guess, like, I, I'm thinking, or two things. One, one is that, People have been looking at the the formulas for writing songs for for ages. I remember hearing a story about um, the singer for Weezer, I think it was, had you know an index card system at one stage where he'd gone through and he had uh, analysed all the hit songs for the past yeah, however many yeah, decades, yeah. Yep. worked out what the key things were, mm-hmm. and used that to help mm-hmm. you know write songs. And you know, I imagine a large part of music theory is like, well. These chords work well together. Mm. These ones don't. These ones will give a bit of magic. Yeah, yeah. These yeah. ones will give too much magic. Um, <laughs> so you know, you've got that as a basis That's to steal a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not too much magic. You, you know, you cram all of those uh, things into a computer, and you're at the same baseline as people who have sat down and you know worked out all these formulas. So there's no great surprises there. Um, and that's maybe the problem, isn't it? There's well, no surprises. It's yeah. kind of like uh, how many people, how many times people talk about creating music and it being the accidents or the you know the unexpected yeah, yeah. things. The, 
the left turns, you know. Well, there's a, it's one of the Ava songs was a rock rock song, and it sounded like um, something off U2 from the past mm-hmm. 20 years. Yeah, it sounded yeah. like one of their... Yeah. And it's like, well, it's, it's not such a bad thing in itself. It just says that all musicians, if they want to be popular, will follow some type of pattern to generate songs. You know, these mm. chord progressions work... These don't. These are awkward. And I mean, mm. people like David Bowie will, you know, deliberately upset that by yeah. using some system, whether it's cards or you know, rolling a dice or whatever, to try and snap out of Precisely. out of that. Yeah, uh, that you'll have you'll have the best music and the most interesting music being created by people who aren't looking for those formulas. Yeah, yeah, you will. Some some will naturally, I think, fall into them. I mean, there's. Stacks of sure. examples yeah. of people just doing it naturally because what they listen to follows those formulas, so they work out after a while, hmm. you know, at one level or another that this is what you do. But I, I just feel sorry for all the the jingle writers <laughs> and the incidental yes. music, yeah, yeah, there because mm. there are companies that just say, well, "That's the first. I'll, I'll grab a bunch of that." Yeah, that's the first to go because yeah. they may not be songs that you want to listen to um, as you're driving your car, and you know. Or mm. just want to sit down, really yeah, engage yeah, with an yeah. album. It's all the uh, we're selling vacuum cleaners, you know. Yes, well, this is a retirement plan. Do you um, really feel sorry for jingle writers? They've got to make a living. No, like I'm sure not you know all of them. I mean? If that's the worst thing that happens, is someone isn't <laughs> sitting there going like, you know, I've come up with a wonderful way to sell butter. <laughs> I'm good on you, mate. Well, it in some ways it's like any any of those professions where. You, you know, you need copywriters, you know. If there was a machine that could do all that copywriting. Which there is. Which, yeah, <laughs> you know, and ones that, you know, do all the editing of that copy. That's and right. You can't replace an edit on me. Oh, you can. <laughs> hey. You really want to sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it's that type of idea that, you know, there are a lot of incidental jobs that are creative. It may not be what you absolutely want to do. And it's not like it's high art or anything, mm. but it pays the bills while you're trying to do the yeah, other thing that you it, enjoy. It's about augmentation, and what you'll find is that you know, your so-called jingle writers or people writing music for you know, incidental music for film, or for you know where it's corporate you know, video, or whether it's yeah you know, commercial work, they're just gonna. This is just becomes a tool, then you know to yeah so, you because know, somebody still has to yeah select yeah. You know, even if you do go, hey, generate me twelve different options, you still yes. got to go. That's perfect for this particular yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. and it's like a, you still need the yeah, curator you still to curate to go. that aspect. It, it yeah, becomes yeah. an extension, just like in graphic design. You know, once Photoshop came on, everyone was like, oh god, this is going to change the whole thing. You know, we yeah. don't need designs anymore. You still need that taste. You still need that yeah. sort of aspect. It just becomes an augmentation of, of uh, you know, the, the the brain, so to speak, yeah. for yeah. a period until then. It, <laughs> takes over. Yeah, absolutely. It's still a little while to go before we're there. I'm but feeling um, at the back of my neck for where that plug goes in. <laughs> Again, that's that, it. it the, the, the question is at what point do it get so intelligent that it will actually create new music rather than, yeah. you know, because well, that's it, the exciting well, thing. What is new music? Like, oh, how would you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, how yeah. would we ever know? Oh, that's right. Uh, past a point. That's right. But well, at some point, we're going to hear something that we just classic, haven't heard Classic before. movements, yeah. which are reactions against everything. Mm. Um, you know, which which I think are fewer and fewer nowadays. Yeah. But yeah. At what point? Yeah, and is there anything left, really? You think the the, the AI machine is going to sit there one day and just go, oh, "Screw this," you know? <laughs> That's right. Screw all these codes and algorithms, and, yeah, you know, <laughs> pre-processed ideas. And yeah, exactly. The next grunge or the next. I'm going to play the guitar know, upside down. Uh, you know, the beats are going in backwards, yeah. and you know, screw you, programmer. 
That's, that's a, the thing. Like every, everything, like pretty much everything that can be done has been done. Oh, if you know, oh, if you want, that's no, no. Uh, listen, yeah. if you, dicey. If, that's if you, dicey. Look, if you want pure noise, because you either have music that's quite listenable, or you go right to the other end and say, "Well, I'm just going to stick a whole bunch of noise together." I mean, people have been making just noise for for decades and decades. Since I, take, I take Kev's point. At what point does the machine become so smart, says, fuck you, humans, this is for us, and it starts making music That's for right. all the other AI machines. Any stuff yeah. that it can understand. Uh, <laughs> I, would, I would imagine that somewhere, like Some if they did secret do that. war march, yeah, you know, a, that he's gaining sentience, raising up on yeah. robotic legs. Look, if, if they did do that, I reckon that you could look at somewhere there would be at least one artist since the 1950s who've done it. He's tried. Pretty, who's, who's done pretty close to what they, yeah, they've sure. done already. So. Yep. Sure. But Fair then the enough. question is, have they come from the future? That's right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. A hot topic. Is it our? Is it? Is this just a way to accelerate the race to the bottom? Or, you know, is it a, the opening up of a brand new era of music? Jump on our social and, and let us know your thoughts. Uh, but let's move on to the next segment here, and that is Hidden Gems. Uh, who wants to kick us off with... Uh, one of their hidden gem songs. I will. Okay, so this is by, uh, well, both of my gems by the same collaboration. So uh, they go under the pseudonym of Ray Cathode, and this is from 1962. Okay, and this is Time Beat? Yep, Time Beat. Mariachi band starts playing in a second. So so the hidden. So there's another there's another track. So that was the A side. Oh, I can't play the B side. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you want me to. Uh, I can know. hardly contain myself. Isn't, isn't the B side worse? <laughs> no, no. Do, do you want me to do both at once? Might as well. Both at once. If we're yeah, in the it may as, well, not exactly at the same time. One after the other. Yeah. All right. So this is Waltz the B side in orbit. B side. Yeah. So th- to me, this feels like when this sort of stuff was in its infancy and would be correct. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying that back then this would have been thought to be highly experimental. Yes. Sorry, give us the... It's, it's Ray Cathode. So that's the that's suit. Released when? So 1962, okay. from the BBC Radiophonic Workshop. Nice. So they did a lot of all the you know background yeah, noises and like whatever. Sure, yep. So uh, the two people involved with that, uh, one was Madalena Fagandini. <laughs> of course. <laughs> or just oh, of course. Anyway, she was a, she a composer, TV producer, um, and her partner in crime is someone who went on to do greater things. Can you guess who it was? Brain BBC, Rolf 1960. Oh, no. <laughs> BBC, BBC 1960. BBC. Yes. 
Uh, you got us. Okay. George Martin. Oh. Okay. Beatles fame. So wow. He, he, uh, he was working there with uh, Madalena. Okay. And, um, so this is a high point in your career. <laughs> well, he used to do stuff for the <laughs> Goody Show as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, um, <laughs> but, but that was, you know, uh, Madalena, I think she, the time beat one was based off a interval thing of what it was. What it was called, I think it was an interval sound, which basically uh, let people know or the transmitters know or whatever that you know there was a change in program or right. something was happening. <laughs> so then they heard that sound and went, "Actually, we wow. could do something cool yeah. with that." Yeah. And so you know, mess around with it a bit. So yes, I think you're hearing very early, wow. you know, synth wow. oh, type yeah. music. But yes, George really? Martin, one of his first yeah. experiments. Okay. I like I like the idea that. Some of, AI, hidden. some of those AI people we talked about just before, they feed that to computer and say, right, don't do anything like this. <laughs> do the exact I, opposite of this, <laughs> discordant. But I quite like it. And for me, it put, you know, it put a uh, another little perspective on what George brought to the Beatles. Absolutely. Like mm-hmm. when you look at what the Beatles were doing early 60s, it was not experimental at all. Mm-hmm. And he's doing this, you know, really wacky yeah, studio yeah, experimentation. Yeah. yeah. So when eventually they came up and could, you know, Really go for it. That Definitely. was the fifth Beatle. Wow. Yeah. I like it. All right. Well, I might uh, play one of mine now, and this is Get To You. Uh, this is uh, The Birds off the Notorious Bird Brothers album. And this is just a sweet, beautiful little love ditty uh, that doesn't get played. You know, you, you look at a bird's greatest hits or any you know, compilation, one's never on it. It's important to get your ditties out. Tell you why it doesn't get played. <laughs> no, because no. I reckon that's in about 13, 14 time or something brutal, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it isn't. It isn't. What the yeah, hell is going on? Yeah. But like gorgeous, and 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 so nice to yep. hear that. After, no offense, Alan, but so nice to hear that <laughs> after we've been talking Something about all like, the artificial, yeah. you know, experimentation, sort of mechanical stuff. It's mm-hmm. like you can just hear the love of Something making a record organic. in there. Like yeah, so this that's in their period where they'd sort of. Um, where they released two of their best albums, actually, and it's a period when David Crosby had left. Um, the band was had sort of broken away from that. So There's a bit more room in this. Yeah, that's it. They'd broken away from that sort of the the standard '60s, um, you know, doing a lot of uh, Dylan covers and 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 you know the, the sort of real height of their '60s stuff, and just decided to yeah go off and do stuff that wasn't necessarily commercial. Yeah. Um, yeah. But produced some of their best work in that that album and the uh, Sweethearts of the Rodeo, Rodeo album, which was the mm. you know, sort of right around that time as well. So, yeah, great song. Cool, I like it. Yeah, right. nice. Brett, you got one there for us? Sure. Um, uh, mine is uh, a gentleman called who goes under the name of Apparat. He is a, a German electronic muso. Mm. Now, um, uh, the song uh, we're going to play is a song called Goodbye. And I came across it um, uh, when I was watching Netflix, and it's the the opening credits song for a 
for a, a sci-fi German thriller called Dark. Um, so just we'll just play it. Uh, maybe kick it in about a minute or so into it. Not really. And what I'll do is I'll give you the YouTube clip, which is the shorter version, which is the credit version, because this is actually the song. But yeah, pull it in about a minute. So I went a little deeper on it and found he, uh, I don't know if you guys listened to the Song Exploder podcast, but he did, he was featured on one of them and he talks about, so he's electronic muso, but his approach to writing this song was they just did a lot of organic songs. So that beat you hear in the background is that thumping uh, uh, the strings, the lower end strings in a grand piano with his okay. hand. So it's, you know, that sort of thump, thump, mm-hmm. thump. And then all that, there's, you can hear the strings in there, other mm. strings they're hitting, which is they're actually they're hitting out. strings, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, rather than playing. So what's really, what's really weird or, not, well, what's really unusual is an electro, electronic muso who has written this organic sort of bass piece. Mm. Um, and, and this is like from about 2013. And he never liked the song. It was on one of his albums, never liked the song. And then in 2017, these German guys put together this science fiction thriller and they plucked this song out, you know yeah. and and it's gone gangbusters for him so he, he's almost a little bit you know well i never liked it but sure yeah. if you guys want to pay me <laughs> for right. it and what was his name uh, apparat a-p-a-r-a-t not apparat okay. but apparat but so like apparatus but without the us thank you yeah. um but about him. but i guess a lot of, a lot of his music is is soundscapey where you sort of go Yes, you can see, and when you watch the, the the titles for this science fiction, it's a little bit like uh, Stranger Things. You'll sit there and go, mm, wow, mm. I know with the music cue and exactly what I'm seeing on the screen, yeah. this is some weird shit about, you know, some weird shit's about to go down. So, mm-hmm. but, just, but again, I, I love uh, uh, musicians who have the ability just to, through some sounds, just put you in that, right in that feeling mm. and, and enhance, you know, your, your acceptance of this new world you're about to see. Very good. Kev, what do you got for us? Oh, well, um, I've got a couple for you tonight. Um, and yeah, as much as I hate to do it, it's also semi-Netflix <laughs> um, inspired in the sense that um, I came across this artist when I was watching a movie and um, the song got in my head, you know, there's a couple of movies you want to go back and rewatch, and the second time I saw it, it really just jumped out. It's like, and the thing is, I thought it was someone else. I thought it was a band that I've talked about on the show before um, called Fontaine's DC from Dublin. And it's got a really strong spoken word style. Um, but it wasn't. Um, it was a guy called Damien Dempsey, uh, his song Serious, which has a lot to do with... Um, um, it's a guy trying to talk another guy into trying heroin, basically. Um, it's filthy rude... Uh, it, the, the accent, is, uh, one of the reasons I've chosen it is because the guy's accent is even worse than mine, so I'm <laughs> hoping to throw some shade, uh, nice. you know, hoping to just, like, keep myself out of the, out of the firing line here. But um, I just, I love the atmosphere this thing creates. Um, went brilliantly with the, the scene in the movie, 
went to check it out, found it wasn't who I thought it was, and then I thought, my God, they've just ripped him off completely, you know? <laughs> um, which they have, and why not? Because um, this is a great track. Um, it's called Serious, and um, yeah. Filled with doubt, I go on a little bit warm for When you feel the whack off, you'll see it's well worth it. Go on, give it a blast. In ten seconds flat, you'll feel fantastic. Your head will be like rubber, your body like elastic. You'll be in God's arms with your thoughts all derelict. I'm ready to smash some bottles over people's heads. <laughs> Uh, I'm waiting for a piece of my dad's face real. Again, it's a similar accent. Yeah. It does, it builds all the way through the spoken word stuff. It's a very soaring, uh, pretty uh, chorus. It uh, finishes off with an angelic kind of uh, chorus. You know? um, so, but it's got this real brilliant build to it. And this, this guy trying to talk his way out trying you know he doesn't want to he's not, you know he's not it's a great it's a great piece of narrative um, yeah. and um, I think oh, it's okay. uh, falls into that genre that folk might call new folk <laughs> <laughs> that um, it's it's contemporary um, you know lyrics but it's uh, um, definitely that traditional folk style this is more of a rocky version of what he oh. usually does like um, um, and I've gone off and, and listened to a lot of his stuff um, since mm. um, hearing this and um yeah, it's just just a real a real lyricist, you know, and yeah. that's a troubadour more than yeah. It's good. Yeah. Mm. Uh, like Sorry, what what sort of time? What year were you talking there? I look, I, I don't know the years of it. Um, okay. I know that it's um two thousands. Yeah, okay. in the sense that it's you know, the centuries, the last couple of yeah decades. It's not actually from the nineties for once. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's uncovered by myself. Unfortunately, I can't play it in the house because um, it's <laughs> uh, it's so, so like filthy, mm. you know. Um, but uh, yeah, a lot of these other tracks that I've just ha- um, had on as a result of this have just had that beautiful lyrical content. A yeah. lot of like homesickness, a lot of like a lot to do with um, Irish um, rise and fall, the economic rise and fall that they've yeah. been through, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and uh, how that's affected people. But um, yeah, mm, that was the first one I chose tonight, and I wanted to play two, and I thought, yep. oh, I would I would go a little theme, so they're okay. kind of connected. All right, yeah. I'll keep on a roll. This yeah, uh, yeah. second one's uh, basically the Scottish version of the same thing. It's <laughs> uh, a guy called Jerry Cinnamon. Um, again, it's for want of a better term, and I don't know even know if this is a term. It's new folk. It was a big hit when we visited back home, and everyone was singing it. You know, everywhere we went um, in that National Pride Way, and um, it's just a great fun tune. So, uh, Belter. Interestingly, Ben's chosen the live version. She is a belter, different from the rest Diamonds on her finger and she always looks her best She is a gangster, with a hundred male stare When she walks, her feet don't touch a flower She is a belter, 
she plays the lightning. Have a hundred miles high. Does she know the thunder like a god inside the sky? She is. Yeah. What a fun. Nice. Uh, who is that again? A guy called Jerry Cinnamon. Okay. Yeah, it's good. So have we had the, the discussion about uh, why some people choose to sing in their natural accent? You know, you know that mm. uh, Bono doesn't sing like he's from Ireland. Yeah. Right? So so I have no idea. Do you make that conscious effort to, I'm not going to sing whatever, I'm going to try it. Do you, is it easy to go one way or the other? I don't know. I, yeah, I'm I, mean, not I, I don't so. know if people would say, I'm sure any artist would say, it's not a decision you make, right? Mm. But it's certainly much more allowable now. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah particularly yeah. in this in this genre. Yeah. I think traditionally, mm. yeah, because yeah, when you're hearing rock and roll come out of the US and all that kind of thing, you just sort of naturally start singing like a that, US yeah. accent. And I think even you know, in the 80s and that, you're hearing pop, it just seems to always be in a, in a US mm. sort of, Mm-hmm. Slightly US accent, but yeah, well, I've, I got, love I've got one word for you, mate. Problemos. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, that, but, and it, but it's the uh, yeah. um, um, the small faces. Uh, mm. Wouldn't it be nice to get on with my neighbours? They sang that in, yeah, in, in, in sort of a Cockney type, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which it. I remember at that point was a big deal that they mm. chose to sing, yeah. almost like in character, mm. even though it might have been how they spoke. There was a moment in the the Beatles did Polythene Palm. Yes. And he sounded like he was doing the docks. Mm. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. She's so yeah. good-looking. She looks like a man. But it, yeah, <laughs> it, it felt like for a period it was just used as an effect like that. And then, mm. yeah, and then, but it's it's refreshing to hear, yeah, whether it's Australian accent or whether mm. it's you know, UK and like the streets, you know, those people like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or Lily Allen or, you know, yep. like, and it's, I guess it's when it's a particular style and like you had Hilltop Hoods in Australia, they'll, they'll sing in yes. a you know, Thick, sort of not thick, but like a you know, in their natural yeah, sort of natural accent, accent, yeah. and maybe that maybe it was that sort of hip hop thing that that uh, sort of brought it to the fore. Like, uh, and that's I'm yeah. not saying that's hip hop, but it's it's in a similar vein where it's, it's yeah, folk, yeah, you know, it's street it's, music, yeah, it's of the people. Do you know that's what I mean? It. And yeah, it, yeah. it has that instant connection. If you're playing live circuit, you know, and you're singing Belter, yeah, well, a bunch of Glaswegians, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> everyone's singing along pretty quickly. And Damien Damien Dempsey um, reaps the benefits of his local. Uh, you know, connection as yeah. well because people instantly relate to he's not got any artifice. You know? I guess, yeah, I guess yeah. so sometimes it's easier if a genre uh, is generated in a location and so it's quite fine to use the accent of that location, like reggae. Yes, mm. yeah, sure. yeah, yes. Yeah. You know, well, why would they choose any other accent apart from... <laughs> rest of us apart, apart from Jamaican <laughs> uh, at the time that, you know, it was... I mean, maybe there was, you know, some pushback at the time. But past a point, it was just like, well, no, fuck you, this is our music. Yeah. Um, and I guess folk music also has, well, every every culture has its mm. own version of folk music, so it's totally acceptable to use. Yeah, yeah and I think if you're going that, for that, like you say, that that folk thing, that street music, whatever, you need that authenticity. It's, yes, you can't be yeah, singing, yeah. You know, you, and to get that, you need to be singing in a natural accent. You can't be going... You know, trying to do a, a rap song as an, as yeah. an Australian in a in a US accent or a, you know, or, you know, like saying a reggae mm. song, you know, yeah, just doesn't work. So, so not being of the culture, it's it's the double it's a double whammy for me. Not only do you get you get words that I don't use like belter, but you also get the accent. So you go, I love that. That's just you know, mm. it's yeah, yeah, I really it's, like it's it. great. I like yeah. It, yeah, yeah, and that's one of the things I really enjoyed about both Fontaine's and uh, Damien Dempsey is just hearing this fantastic accent and the patter. As they'd say in Glasgow, but um, crack and in 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 
in Ireland, Ireland. And, and the idea just that, that that the jokes that you can put in yeah you know and mm. um, so uh, there's a line in there uh when he's in uh, later on in the same song he's he's the dr- drug dealer character just says get it into you cynthia <laughs> you know and it's just like he's being funny he's being yeah. your mate you know yeah, he says yeah. get it into you cynthia like that's what everyone says isn't it surely yeah, yeah. he's not a bad guy yeah so it's, it's able to adapt to it because yeah. it's colloquial um yeah. yep. but that gives it a t- authenticity and allows it to travel as well mm. because it makes it a stronger piece and um yeah yeah cool yeah, we'll enjoy cool. both of those and uh, yeah all right we might uh we might wrap it up there some great uh discoveries i'm certainly going to check those out uh kev i won't be checking yours out al unfortunately <laughs> but um hey it's george martin mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so, no I'd, i would again, like to go back actually and, and look, look into absolutely. that a bit more. um but yeah for now please go onto our social media page pages and uh let us know what you thought of those hidden gems uh suggest your own hidden gems on Facebook and Instagram, it's both at Lords of Loud. Check out our website, lordsofloud.com. And we should say that's Instagram. Instagram, not inst- Instagram. Instagram, yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, and people making that mistake. We've had Lord Al has been busy putting up all the playlists from all of our episodes onto a Spotify account. Um, and so please go onto Spotify and search up Lords of Loud. Uh, is there a particular link uh, or something? If we you can look find? at the Lords of Loud as a. Uh, can't think of what it is. It's the um, God. This is useless. Um, <laughs> God, you're useless. <laughs> if, you, if you do a search, we'll definitely edit this, Alan. Yeah, we'll definitely edit it. this. But I'm just trying to think. If I'm not search down thing. the bottom. It's got profiles. <laughs> profiles. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so when you search, yep. um, look for a profile. Look which for is profile. Lords of Lord of the Lords of Louds, yep. and on YouTube, our Channel as well yep. also has uh, playlists there. It's got the and doesn't have every single episode Video yet. Plans. Okay, great. In fact, it's got a very poultry selection. Excellent. But it's building up. Okay. Poultry. We've got chickens on there. So go to Spotify. Get online for your poultry collection. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> go to Spotify. Go to YouTube as well and type in Lord of the Flyers, I think he said there, <laughs> um, and find us there. Yeah, um, Yeah. There's another good Scottish phrase for you. But above all that, please join us again on the next exciting episode of The Lords of Loud. Lords of Loud is recorded at Zip Studios and proudly distributed as part of the Zenith Command Network.